I so feel him. I just so sense his presence here. And it's funny that you mentioned that little break, because I was thinking about that, too, of... Um, well, anyway, I was just thinking about it, but it's all good. The Lord, the Lord is moving whether we're all visiting or whether we're being quiet. So uh, <laughs> I am just honored to be here this morning and uh, be before you. And the Lord is just um, so moving in our country, and he's so moving in this place. And um, don't buy all the stuff that you're hearing. I'm telling you. We, we've got to hear the Lord, and this is the time to be hearing what he's saying and not to be moved by what CBS is saying or any, any of them. And yesterday I was at a women's gathering, and a lady from here is Skytook, and she's lived here, I think, for quite a while. And um, these are my words, but this is what I heard her say, that um, she said, I don't know that it's happening all over the country but she said, I really feel the spirit of the Lord that is open over our city right now. And we need to hear that, heed that word because it's not always an open heaven. And whenever it's open, we need to jump in. And that song that we sang about miracles, we, we sang a very prophetic song over this place that this is a house of miracles. This is a house of healing. This is a house where people can be set free. We are here for a purpose. We're not just here just to say we came to church. This body has a function. And it doesn't look like everybody else's, so therefore doesn't fit everybody. And that's okay, because you all don't look the same. You all have a different function. Everybody has a different purpose, different identity. But I um, felt like that what the Lord had for me to give you is kind of a second part of uh, when I was up here a month ago. And um, I preached on, or uh, did I preach? <laughs> I preached on Jezebel, Elijah. And uh, some of that, uh, I tried to expose some of that, and um, I did expose some of that. I didn't just try to. And um, I want to just give you kind of the second part of that today. And, uh, but before we get into that, um, I want to talk about, there was three players last time that we talked about. It was Elijah. He was the prophet. He walked in the power of God. Then we talked about Jezebel. She walked in the power of the enemy. Then also she, her husband Ahab, and he supported her to get his way. And we've always looked at him as a weak man, but I don't think he was weak at all. There was a lot of power flowing between the two of them. And, um, but today we're going to include the fourth person. And the fourth one is Jehu. And Jehu was a warrior. He knew his identity, and he knew his purpose. And he had a big purpose. And he had a big purpose in taking out two of those. <laughs> so, um, but before I get into where I'm going, I just want to kind of uh, review or repeat just a few things that I talked about Jezebel. I know that a lot of you all know 
all about about it probably know more than I do but I uh, I realize this isn't a complete list I said this last time and I do just pray that there's no confusion between um, what I say and any twisting or turning that would go to your ear the blood of Jesus is over this message and um, there won't be any confusion in it um, and, and I'm speaking on Jezebel but there's also lots of other demonic forces and spirits that we are contending with. And, um, but, um, let me just go through. Uh, the spirit of Jezebel hates the prophetic. We talked about why we know that this is a prophetic house, why Jezebel has wanted to try to uh, harass and bother us from time to time and show up and try to take over and take down the prophetic. Uh, the spirit of Jezebel, it's not a demon. It's a contending principality. It releases and works in these ways. It's controlling. It's manipulative. Stirs up strife. It also works with a, a demonic prophetic messenger. She, the spirit always sit, will have someone go before her. Likes to come to you and give you a little message. Usually somebody you know tries to shut you down. Also operates in fe fear. Excuse me. Um, the spirit operates in the spiritual arena. It works out of the spirit of witchcraft. In conversations, Jezebel looks for areas of discouragement, maybe some problem you've had. They want to be very sympathetic towards you. They want to gain on your emotions, play on your emotions to draw into you. Um, and Jezebel hates the word no. She also loves, she, she, Jezebel can be male or female, and um, she also likes to go after the young or the spiritual weak. Um, so we have exposed part of who, she, who that principality is, how it operates, um, so we can recognize it, but then what do we do? You know, how do we war against the spirits of dark? And I felt like as I wrote that down, I thought, you know, that's the same questions that we're asking Wednesday night about our country. What, what, what do we do? Uh, you know, they tell us, oh, we'll go get on the city council and school board. Well, there's only so many spots, so we can't all do that. So how do we engage in our country? I thought Wayne, not the video, <laughs> Wayne gave us the biggest help Wednesday night. And it was pick something and get involved with it. But, so we know, we hear, we come to church and we hear about dark sometimes, probably not every place is talking about it, we hear about spiritual forces, we hear about the demonic, you know, we hear, uh, put on your armor, well, that clue, there might be a war if, we, if we're needing to wear some armor. So, but how do we do that? Well, this Bible that you have in your hands is a template and tells us how to do these things. This story of Jehu is a great example of how to take out the enemy. So that's kind of what I want to go through. But I, uh, there's a, uh, we have to get engaged. That's the first thing. We must be engaged. And to win the political battle that's going on, it's a, saying, it, it's a spiritual battle. So it comes through prayer, but somewhere in our weak little minds, we think prayer is weak. We think that's for our grandma. 
Grandma prayed for us, and we're going to go out here and do what we want to do. If we're going to win, we're going to pray. We have to engage in prayer. And it, how many times have we heard Pastor Gerald talk about how hard it is to pray? It's not easy, but if we're going to win and if we're going to defeat the enemy, and I'm not talking about uh, there's enemies over our personal lives, there's enemies over our city, there's enemies, uh, they get bigger and bigger. You got to get here first. We have to get here first. So don't go out and try to take out the country before if yourself's not straight. So we have to start here. But 1 Corinthians 10.4 says, the weapons of our warfare are not physical. So we're not talking about coming against a person. We're not going to go chop off somebody's head. Now, we're going to get to that. But that, what they did in the natural, what they did in the physical, we're going to do in the spirit realm. The weapons of our warfare are not physical. Weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. I believe today that this is a prophetic message that God is wanting to release this, that spirit that was on Jehu, to rise up and take out some of the things that are harassing you personally and to go after the things that are trying to shut us down. I, I felt like you felt like there was some oppression here this morning. I wasn't really feeling that because Lord's got me. And he, I was, I wasn't kind of tapped into that. But sometimes others pick up things that other ones don't. And you, but we've got to be sensitive to the things to be able because if we don't as the army that is engaged there'll be ones come in and they can't engage because they're not there yet and they have so much going on in their heads that they can't they don't know how to war and all they're thinking about is their issue their problem so that so that's why the rest of us have to that's why we're up here praying it's to push back the darkness, to push it back. It's who God is calling us to be. As the governing body of Christ, the ecclesia, we've talked over and over about, we have what is needed to take down the enemy and the ungodly forces and to deal with it. And I'm not promoting any type of physical harm here. <laughs> I think I've already said that, but I want to be clear. Because this is a spiritual battle. What they did in the natural, we're going to do in the supernatural. But we're in a time when there's going to be times we're going to need a little. Sometimes we're going to need a lot. But we're going to need that spirit that was on Jehu to take out some things. And I understand you can, I'm not going to read all about him today. He, he didn't turn out so well, but whenever he had it going on, brother, he had it going on. And we got it going on here, and we've got a war to keep where we're going. And concerning that barn and that money, last year in the economic downturn that our country was in, we had the biggest offering that we have ever gave to someone. Rick Curry about fell out of his chair. I'm praying that it's twice that much that this year. That man's going all over the country. He's spreading the gospel. But you know what? We need more than just that. We want to bless him because it takes a lot of stuff to 
pay for the porta potties and whatever. Things nobody thinks about, you know. So there's going to be much needed. That's something we're going to have to pray into, press into. Because every y'all are like us. It's like it costs a lot to go to the store and buy what we think we need. But our God is faithful. My God's a provider. There is not one thing in our house that we're needing right now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We have set back, though, and let all kinds of things take us over. And it's easy to look at it in the government. And I, I, I thought, I was thinking about that because I thought, you know, it's, we want to just be distracted with that. And that's all that is, it is a distraction. I mean, it's real. I get it. Trump, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's all real. But it's distracted us from the enemy taking our families, our kids, our marriages, we're too worried about what's going on over here, and it's kind of like a juggling act, and we've lost the things and values of our home. So, we, so we, we have to get more engaged. And, you know, for years, how many times have we heard my dad get up here and say that some, I think James Reed told him, Gerald, y'all are going to have to fight for this. How many times have we heard him say that? You know why he keeps saying that? Because we're going to have to fight for it. <laughs> That's right. It's not just for here. It's for our kids and our families. And I think it's, it's funny because everybody always usually has a story a lot of times of granny that prayed for them. Guess what? Y'all are getting ready to be the grannies and grandpas. It, you know, so it's our turn. So there's nobody else back there praying. For, I don't have any grannies anymore. You know, so we, we got to start thinking about some of this stuff and awaken because the enemy has lulled us to sleep, sitting right here, enjoying each other and coming to the men's things and, you know, making ourselves feel good. And everything's falling apart around us. And I, and I can tell you, just submitting to the Lord, I had something else that I would much rather have talked about today. It was really good, and I will one of these days. But he, this is where I was to go. And I understand why pastors don't go here. Because it's not easy. Because... We'd rather come in here, get a pat on the back, a good burp, and the pacifier put back on our mouths and say, see you next week. And, well, yeah. You know, it's like, I hope you have a good week. But to, to, to step in to, the, the, to talk about the dark, to expose darkness, that's not an easy subject to talk about. And I'm not saying that I am anyone, but I am one that God has called. And I know who I am. I know my identity. And I'm telling you, this really jazzes me up and does something for me. And I've figured out why. Because this is my calling. I am called to take some of this stuff out. 
but I'm not the only one. You all are as well. And this is a call to arms. This is a call, a prophetic call. I am calling you out. It is time for us to arise and to take our proper place, to take up and go after the things that the enemy has tried to suppress us and knock us out with. Church, it's not church as usual anymore. That old school isn't working. It's not going to cut it anymore. So I want to go to 2 Kings 9. And I want to read the first 13 chapter, ugh, first 13 verses. Hey, I'll read 13 chapters. Now Elisha the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets and said to him, Gird up your loins, prepare for action. That, that's probably enough right there. Right? <laughs> Take this flask of oil in your hand and go. When you arrive there, look for Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimish, and I, and go in and have him arise from among his brothers and take him into the inner room. Then take the flask of oil and pour it over his head and say, Thus saith the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then open the door and flee and do not delay. So the young man... The servant of the prophet, he went, and when he arrived, the captains of the army were sitting outside, and he said, I have a message for you, O captain. Jehu said, to which one of us? And he said, for you, O captain. So Jehu got up, and they went out into the house, and he poured the oil on his head and said to him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I have anointed you king over the people of the Lord. You shall strike the house of Ahab. So he's given his orders of what, why he's been anointed. You, have, you shall strike the house of Ahab, your master, so that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord who have died at the hand of Jezebel. Don't worry about it. We stand against the powers of the airway in Jesus' name. You will not disrupt any longer. For the entire house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab every male, both bond and free in Israel. I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Basha. And the dogs will eat Jezebel in the territory of Jezreel, and there will be no one to bury her. And then he opened the door and he fled. What a word, huh? That's right. And I may have fled too if I would have gave something like that. When Jehu came out to the servants of his masters, one said to him, Is all well? Why did this madman come to you? And he said to them, Oh, you know very well the man and his talk. And they said, It is a lie. Tell us now. They knew he was not given in the straight. And he said, Thus and thus he spoke to me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. They hurried each man, took his garment, placed it as a cushion underneath Jehu on the top of the outside stairs, and blew the trumpet, saying, Jehu is king. So where are the Jehus? That's my question today. I want to give you an... Uh, the meanings of uh, his name, his father's name, and his grandfather's name, because it's kind of interesting. Jehu's name means Jehovah is. Jehoshaphat, his dad's name, means 
Jehovah judged. His grandfather's name means one who sets free. So when you put that all together, Jehovah is he that judges and sets free. Isn't that something? So when the spirit of Jehu shows up, Almighty God is with us to judge and to set people free. I just think that's powerful. That is powerful. It's not us judging. It's God. It's God. God's doing it. And that is exactly what he did. He was anointed to destroy. He had a divine call. He had the anointing of the Holy Spirit on him. He had a divine apostolic calling to go to war, to go after who? The goddess of war, Jezebel. And he didn't wait. He went right after it. And you know what? This house has that very same calling. That is part of the reason that we're here. We're going to go after the things that others have put up with. And we, we, I am prophesying and saying that we will accomplish much. Much will be accomplished out of this house. Much prophetic words is going to change the way Skytook's course is set. And I believe... I, I just, there are people that have an agenda, and I am saying right now, you have been exposed. I mean, it's like, I just saw that, and God, we are tearing that down. Your agenda will not be your agenda. God has his agenda, and it will trump yours in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That was wild. This is, let me tell you, this is why, where many of us lose the course, we know what, this man knew his course, and he got up and did it. A lot of us, we hear it, we know it, but it may look different than somebody else's. We might, it may seem a little uncomfortable. Oh, we might, oh, well, I got to wait for a word from the prophet to make sure this is okay. And we never go when we totally miss the call that God has for us. If God's speaking it, you better get up and move. That's what I believe that word is. I, I want to read a word that I was just given to us about two months ago from Catherine Watsey. Skytook and this whole area, this is for Ascension Church. God has plans for you. It's not even just your territory. He's going to use for you. Ascension. He's going to do miraculous things from this territory. God is going to use this church. God is going to use this region. God is going to use you, Ascension, to bring warfare against the government. God is going to use you to shift Oklahoma. God is going to use you to shift your city council. God is going to use you. This is a revolution. It's a new season of war. This group of, are, is a group of warriors and prophets. The Lord wants you to know that this is a camp. This is a camp. The Lord says, I will usher you into the next season of war and the prophetic in me, and I will make you a force to be reckoned with, says the Lord. Amen. That's powerful. We say yes to that word. Lord bless Catherine Watsey. 
But the, the word, this instruction booklet, gives us instructions on how to defeat the enemy. So ask him. He wants us to live a victorious life, not down in the dumps and always having these problems. We've got to learn how to push back the darkness. But just like Jehu, we have to be willing to move forward. And you say, oh, well, he was called out and anointed. Okay, let's go back. Remember that scripture that I always have y'all quote every time I get up here about Luke 4? Our mission statement. It says, what's it say? The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He has anointed me. Ha, 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 I gotcha. So if you need oil, put on your head this morning. I'll get some and do it if that's what you need. But you got it. You're anointed. You have it. It goes on to say in 2 Kings 9 that he went after his sons then. He went after Ahab. I mean, he got up and went for it. And in verse 20, and I'm not going to go through, I mean, it is a bloodbath. I'm I'm telling you, it wasn't pretty. Y'all can go home and read it yourself. I just picked out some of the juicy parts. In verse 20, though, he's riding that chariot like a madman. And it says, uh, and the... they're trying to figure out who's driving the chariot. And it says, the driving of the chariot is like that of Jehu, for he drives furiously. Isn't that awesome? One talking about him driving fast. He had a purpose. I mean, he was going for it. He had a militant purpose to pursue and conquer. Do we? Some of us do. I'm praying that all of you all do afterwards. In verse 24, it says, But Jehu, he drew his bow with his full strength, and he shot him between the shoulders, and the arrow went out through his heart and sank down into his chariot. Full strength. Full strength. You know what that means? Full strength, not 90%. Full throttle, baby. I mean, he was going for it. It doesn't mean you just read your Bible whenever the heck you feel like it. You dig in. You say, I'm not going to float around from church to church. I'm not going to do, I'll come if I feel like it. I'm purpose, I'm going to be here every single time. And I guarantee you, you'll make that, and next Sunday, you won't feel like being here. But you get up and you get here. Full throttle. I was thinking about some of the songs we sing. What happened to the songs? Oh, you're the same, God. Don't you think he knows that? I was thinking about how stupid that is. I'm sorry. I mean, it's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. Then I was thinking about God turn it around, and I'm thinking he's saying, y'all turn it around. It's up to you. What happened to um, onward Christian soldiers? Hello. Sounds a little militant. 
stand up, stand up for Jesus. That's going back a ways, but has a little meaning to it, doesn't it? What about a mighty fortress is our God? Hallelujah. <laughs> Sing a hallelujah. You know, we, we, we got to get, Lord, let the songwriters get it together. That's all I know. We used to sing a song called Going Up to the High Places and We're Going to Tear the Devil's Kingdom Down. That's where we started this place. We probably need to be going back to some of that. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I understand. You know what? You know who picks the songs? <laughs> but you, hey. Let's just be real here. But I only have a few things to choose from, so don't throw rocks at me. I, I just got so much to deal with. If I could sing, I'd be the full package here, you know, but I, I can't do it all. So <laughs> anyway, Rob, come on. Get the guitar playing and singing going. But mm. Back to Jehu. He went out. He took out another son in verse 27. We're not going to read it. But I want to get to head mama, back to head mama Jezebel real quick like. And he gets to her. And, you know, I, I just felt like we have been almost convinced that Jezebel can't be taken out. And I, I'm kind of thinking we've probably bought into a lie because if Jehu could take her out, I, I think we need to ramp it up a little bit more in here to say, no, no, we ain't dealing with you anymore. But let's read, and I, I've got this out of the, passage, out of the message, so I, I'm going to have to read it over here. But I, I want us to read this. When Jezebel heard that Jehu had arrived in Jezreel, she made herself up, put on eyeshadow, and arranged her hair, and posed seductively at the window. When Jehu came through the city gate, she called him down. So, how are things, Zimri, you dashing king killer? And that was a reference to another king. Jehu looked up at her at the window and called, Is there anybody up there on my side? Amen. Two or three palace eunuchs looked out. He ordered, Throw her down. They threw her out the window. Her blood splattered the wall, and the horses and Jehu trampled her under the horse's hooves. Chunk her down. Keep on going. Uh, Jehu then went inside, ate his lunch. <laughs> During lunch, he gave orders, take care of that damn woman. Give her a decent burial. She is, after all, a king's daughter. They went out to bury her, but there was nothing left, but, left of her but her skull, her feet, and her hands. They came back and told Jehu, he said, it's God's word. The word spoken by Elijah the Tishbite in the field of Jezreel, dogs will eat Jezebel, and the body of Jezebel will be like. It's okay. The corpse of Jezebel will be like dung on the surface of the field and the property of Jezreel. So they cannot say that this is Jezebel. So she was gone bye-bye. Let's just say that. I love that, that translation. I mean, that's just kind of down where we're at, isn't it? So I just wanted to just 
another little synopsis of her that I just kind of got out of, out of this. Uh, Jezebel doesn't mind doing whatever it takes to get her way. I believe that manipulation is probably her middle name. Um, the Jezebel spirit, uh, she's, it stays in the know, and it doesn't mind putting herself out there to get its way. I mean, she, she tried pretty hard right there. And who was she hanging out with? A bunch of castrated men. Clue. That spirit will surround themselves with insecure ones and those that have to look to her for every move, and it will strip you of your identity. I, I am telling you, just like they had those men, I mean, you will look like a eunuch if you hang around Jezebel. Male or female, doesn't matter. They will, she, that spirit will put a false identity on you. It will keep you tied to them, and they will be the only one that understands you, and they will even prophesy and give you words. They are in the church. Amen. We have to wake up, and we've been way too nice to them and put up with it way too long, and some of y'all have been listening to it, and y'all need to decide which side you're on. I'm saying it today. Because I'm tired of putting up with it. Either you're with ascension or you need to leave today. And if, if you're listening to it, you have aligned with it. Yes. But back to Jehu. What did he say to her? Nothing. He didn't converse with her. He didn't reason with her. He didn't take her to lunch. He didn't pray for her. He didn't take her through deliverance. He went after it. He dealt with it. So, you know what? You better be careful because you can't reason with it. You can't reason with it. Because you'll end up being the horse's tail end. And things get twisted whenever you're trying to deal with somebody wrapped up in the middle of that. It gets very confusing. There's no reasoning with somebody that has that spirit on them. I'm passionate about this because I have seen that thing try to take this place out more than once. But you know what? The apostolic and the prophetic have, are coming together. I see it clear and clear. And whenever that's coming together, it's becoming stronger to be able to stand against that. And it's time to say no. It is time to say no. And back to chapter 10. I'm not going to read it all, but Ahab then, he had 70 sons and 70 grandsons. And so Jehu decided he's going after them. He wrote them a letter the household, and told them, I'm coming for you. The men of the household said, hey, we've seen what you're able to do, so just tell us what you want to do, and we're going to do whatever you want. They were trying to save their own lives. And he told them to cut their heads off, and that's what they did, and they put them in a basket and took them to him. I mean, he wasn't playing. Jezebel wasn't enough. It wasn't enough.
Verse 11, that's probably what he put up. I saw it. I can always see whenever they put something up because everybody goes. <laughs> so Jehu killed all who remained of the house of Ahab and Jezreel and all his great men and his familiar friends and his priest until he left him with no survivor. I mean, friends. If you're friends with this spirit, you better beware. And you can say, oh, well, it doesn't bother me. I'm not influenced by it. You already are. And I, part of this is really passionate for me, and I want to tell you why. is because my recent experience with this is that the enemy gets us so uh, distracted with the people that we don't deal with the spirit behind it. And I mean, I've asked the Lord to forgive me because I should have been with my full armor battling. And instead, I was too much looking at all the going on. I mean, I'm speaking to myself. Wake up. This place, our, our, our family, our city, it's all worth fighting for. It's all worth an awakening. If we keep hung up on the people, we never get anything dealt with and then wonder why it keeps coming back. We wrestle not with flesh and blood. Remember that? And I think probably, I wrote this down. I wasn't going to say it. I might as well, whatever. Um, Rob said, go for it. Y'all, don't worry about me. Hey, between God, my dad, and Rob, Lord can take care of me, deal with me, whatever needs to be dealt with. He told me, go for it. So I gave him a little pow, pow, pow so ready with both barrels today. Hey, you know, i got to be able to be who God's called me to be. And I, I may not be who you are, but you got to let me be who God's called me to be. And I, I haven't been to wherever you've been. I haven't had the schooling that maybe you've had. You can take it up with God if it's an issue to you. But you've got to let me be free to be me because you know what? You expect the very same thing from me. And God's called us all to look different and, and to go after different things. But whenever we get distracted, I got distracted on what's going on, on if somebody's what with did they block me on Facebook and just different uh, let's just be honest here let's talk about some of this stuff we get distracted with really stupid things well she didn't smile at me so she's probably upset and instead it's a real spiritual battle going on and our sisters were being picked off over here I mean, we've all talked about it behind here, so we might as well just go on with it. And you know what? The guys, the, oh, and y'all laugh, think, oh, well, I, I'm not, that Facebook, whatever. Y'all just want to ignore it and think that it's just going to go away. You guys need to be engaged as well. Facebook may not be your issue. Y'all just want to check out and act like everything's cool. Well, if I ignore it long enough, maybe I don't have to be engaged. 
and you wonder why your family's going down the toilet. It's on you. The women are looking for a leader. It's on you, guys. We need a break. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We all, at some time or other, get a chance to either fight or be defeated. It's that simple. And you have what it takes. You have it. And you know what? Every person in this word had a battle. Mary had a battle. She had to choose whether she's going to believe that angel that showed up or not. You want to talk about a battle? Well, how about you go tell your husband you're pregnant and you haven't been with a man? On. Try that on. <laughs> Let's see how that works. You want to talk about a battle? Amen. You ever thought about that one? I, I'm sure that wasn't the most pure conversation that probably went on. <laughs> Abraham, Paul, he's in prison where he wrote half of this. You want to talk about a battle? And he's encouraging people. Esther, there's a battle for you. She saved a whole, yeah, nation. I'm going to give you a word. I just love this word. And it's straight from the movie of Rocky, and I've gave it before. My mom has absolutely loved, she loves every one of these movies. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> this is whenever Mick was talking to him. Remember the little trainer, bless his little heart? And he says, Rocky, but then the worst thing happened to you that could ever happen to any fighter. You've become civilized. And that is what's happened to the church today. We've sat here and made a bunch of wimps out of you instead of warriors. You're not wimps. God is calling you today. God is calling you to rise up, to not be civilized any longer. I've talked about the barbarian way for so long, I was tired of hearing it myself. But we, we got to go back to some of that and get uncivilized in the spirit realm and go after the things that are trying to wipe us out. This morning is a call to engage. It is a call to engage. And I um, am going to ask Apostle to come here and stand with me. And if I saw you grab your mic, I wasn't sure if I was getting ready to get called out or down right there. I got a little trembly. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I just felt like that... Um, Together, that there is strength between the prophetic and the apostolic. And um, I, I just really did feel like that to end this, and I mean, you know, if you're dealing 
with um, control, manipulation, you know, you need prayer, but that's not, we'll pray for you or whatever you need to pray for. And you know what? Maybe nobody needs any prayer, but I just want to pray that you will um, heed, heed, heed the, the word. The prophetic word to engage, to not be civilized any longer. <laughs> To, that we, we have made up our minds today that, that we are going to war. This place is worth warring for. This place is worth warring for. This is worth warring for. Those babies you got back there are worth. If you guys don't war for them, nobody will. And the enemy wants to do everything he can to take out our families through sports, through school, through um, media. I can't believe how many kids are watching things on uh, TikTok and learning how to uh, hang themselves and, and hang themselves. It's crazy. The suicide rate is nuts. That is the enemy stealing our kids. And we're too wimpy to do anything about it. We must rise up. We got people going around praying over things here in town. Bless Debbie's heart. I told her of all the nonsense going on at the, the park. They went down there and took authority over that park. Said, this is our park. That's what we're supposed to be doing. It's just saying, oh gosh, I sure hate that. Let's stand up. This is a call to arms. Okay. I don't know if you're supposed to stand up or sit down, but... You can wait a minute. You can stand if you want to. <clears throat> Going way back, Don Weber said he'd saw more classic Jezebels here than anywhere. That was in the early 90s. So it's... I heard one pastor say this. He said, I've preached against it. I've talked to them. I've just kept preaching till they'll finally catch it and leave or... Kerry Kirkwood said the toughest one he ever dealt with though, was, a, was a man with that spirit. <clears throat> Y'all, everybody, most of you know Catherine Watsey. You know, I'm, we're involved in the Oklahoma Apostolic Prayer Group. She told Angie, and Angie said, I'm, I'm not telling Dad, you need to tell him. And she told me, said, you need to get out of that. Not because of John Benefield's over it, but the lady that was over the Oklahoma part. So uh, I called John, left him a message. I told him I was going to quit. If he wanted to talk to me about it, I'd be glad to talk to him. So he called me. He said, Gerald, I want to hear. I, I know him pretty good. He said, I want to hear what's going on. And I told him. And we talked about it, and I said, if you want to hear some more, I'll tell you two more leaders I've talked to in the state. They're at the same place. He said, well, let's meet. And that person was involved in some other things. And it said, well, if we can't just get them out of one office. We've got to get them out of that one. And he made some people mad by the decision he made because you know what he did? He finally just sent him a letter that said you're done. Because you cannot 
reason with them. You'll end up thinking you're the one that's messed up. They'll always turn it around on you. And so that changed that whole group. You know what the leader said? I said, why didn't you come to more of our meetings? He said, I felt like she didn't want me there. He said, I should have got that figured out. That's the way it works. Come on, get back up here. <laughs> I don't know why we ever call in a prophet when we got one here. You have heard a prophetic word. Do we agree it's the right word? Come on, let's stand up. What do you want us to do? Well, I, I, I apologize, and, and I don't know that I apologize, but um, it's... No, no, I'm not... Not for that, but for not stepping into more of what I have. And, and it may just be because I'm just kind of figuring it all out. So bear with me here. But I, I'm learning as I go. But anyway. Praise the Lord. See, that was part of the word that Catherine yes. gave right. here just Catherine recently. Says to put the sword on him. So if you want to come get the sword on you and be commissioned, then come on. That's the Get the sword for Play me. Play the music. Okay. Got you got the sword. Who's on the Lord's side? Amen. Sister, I'm glad you're here today. Sometimes we're worse. I'm glad you're here today. Listen, there, there's some kind of a stronghold you're dealing with. If you think you've got to control everything. We're going to tear that devil's kingdom down. Anybody need to be prayed for? Come on. Well, church, pray then. This is not show and tell. We're believing God to change things today. We're making this declaration. The only way darkness leaves is for light to get brighter. Our lights have got to get brighter. Jesus is not just going to one day whoop, wipe it all out from here. He's waiting on us. Praise God for the men. Listen, if you've been part of any conversations, you know you shouldn't have been. You need to repent of it. Amen.
any other need, bring them, bring them this morning. Don't leave carrying some burden or guilt or condemnation with you.
the church today. The church today is engaged in a spiritual warfare. And the battle goes on between the kingdom of darkness and the army of God. And there is no demilitarized zone. You're either on the devil's side or you're on the Lord's side. Now we know that the Lord Jesus Christ has won the ultimate victory at Calvary. We know that, don't we? But our mission, our mission is to enforce and maintain all that Jesus purchased for us at Calvary. There's a lot of things that the devil has stolen away from the church. Health, prosperity, peace in our homes and our communities, righteousness in our government. These are things the devil has stolen. But as the army of God, we're taking them back. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me tonight? Are you with me right now? Well, let's go up to the high place and tear that devil down. Oh, yeah. Come on, church. Let's go right now. Hey, there's more things stirred up in here than what was preached. So if you've got any kind of need, you're welcome to bring it. If you need to leave, feel free to leave. Men, just remember tomorrow night, ladies Thursday night. Got a great teacher lined up for Wednesday night, so don't miss that. But don't leave not being free or, or some burden. And Jack was making a recommitment to Ascension Church. He was here through the 90s, and he's back. So, who prayed for him? Let me ask you, who prayed for Chris Wilson this week? Who contacted Chris Wilson this week? He's not here this morning. See, we got to look out for these guys. Ladies, to come Thursday night, 7 o'clock. I've got someone to do the praise and worship, and Myung's coming, and somebody else is doing something, and we got food, and it'll be an awesome time. See you Wednesday.